0: I'm Katie Prejean-McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. We're at the point in the Advent season when we finally get to light that third candle, the pink candle, the standalone candle that my four-year-old has been asking about nonstop since we lit the first purple candle a couple of weeks ago. The third week of Advent is marked by this feeling and this sense of joy. And this week, as we continue walking through the Adore Advent journal, with Father John Burns and the beautiful illustrations from Valerie Delgado, we start to reflect upon this idea of nearness, of, of getting ever closer to who Christ is and, and why he's coming into the world, and really contemplate the idea that the closer and closer we're getting to Christmas Day, hopefully the closer and closer the Lord is coming to our hearts. If that makes sense, this, this concept of nearness to What the Lord wants in my life, nearness to the people around me that maybe show me the face of Christ, nearness to God's will, an awareness of God drawing closer to me. My absolute favorite Bible verse is from the book of James, James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That if I draw closer and closer to him, he's already standing there waiting to draw me ever closer to his heart. And this week, joining us on the podcast, Sister Miriam James Heidland and I dig into this idea of of nearness being something that sometimes we're scared of. Sometimes we don't want to become close to Christ because we're just a, a little too nervous that he's going to reveal something to us that would require a change in our lives. He's going to ask something of us that we're not quite ready to say yes to. But that nearness, and especially a nearness to Christ in moments where we're scared of being close to him, is precisely sometimes the thing that the Lord is asking of us that he knows would be best for us. This is all part of our Ave Explorers Advent series where we're digging into the Adore book by Father John Burns. You can grab a copy over at avemariapress.com, whether it's a digital Kindle version of that, or you can go ahead and grab the hard copy and journal with us throughout the next few days of the Advent season You can find this offering, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, you're listening to it now. We've also been doing these awesome little series called Color and Sip, where the artist behind the beautiful illustrations in the book, Valerie Delgado and I, sit down on Instagram live and chat about how she came up with these beautiful images. And we color those images together and continue to talk about the Advent season. That's every Monday at 1130 Central Time on the Ave Maria Press Instagram page. For right now, we hope that you sit back and enjoy this conversation with Sister Miriam James Heidland about nearness in this third week of Advent. Well, Sister Miriam James Heidland, welcome back to Ave Explores. Hi, Katie. How are you, my dear friend? Oh, good. Saying your full name always throws me because you're just Sister in our house. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like Madonna. You own the title in our home. <laughs> All other sisters oh. get a name, but you just get the sister title. So <laughs> we well, you. You
1: much. always yeah. happy to
0: have you on. We've kicked off every podcast asking the a general question to our guests. Yeah. How do you celebrate Advent? And what do you love about Advent? We're in week three, so we're halfway through. We're almost to Christmas. But what do you love about the Advent season?
1: Yeah, Advent is truly one of my favorite seasons. And I, I love the the interplay between the light and the darkness and just the preparation of our hearts, the preparation of our chapel, our home, uh, as we prepare for Jesus. And it's it's just a magical time. I, I really love it. And so I think that the continued allowing the Lord to come in the silence. And I remember our founder would always tell us during Advent to especially spend the latter part of Advent, just in a lot of just quiet as much as you can, and just to journey with Joseph and Mary. I'll never forget that. I remember the first time I heard that was when I was first an aspirant, like over 20 years ago. And I remember I was in New Mexico and just going outside. We have a mission out in the country there and just, you could see all the stars. And I just remember walking back to our convent that night, just looking at the stars and just feeling the cold air on my face and just thinking of Joseph and Mary and wondering what that would be like for them. And I've never forgotten that. So that's something that always harkens to my heart, even though I live in South Texas now, like you in the South. So it's not, not that cold out here, but there's something that I will always think of that. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful time. I love Advent.
0: Yeah. I like that concept of the same air that we feel, or like the same sky that I'm looking up at. Mary and Joseph would have looked in the same way. We, Rose and I often joke, like I can see the moon when I'm traveling the same way you can see the moon. Like it's the same moon. And I think that's boggled her mind a little bit, but it is like, Mm -hmm. it's a timeless experience of looking Mm -hmm. at the stars and knowing Jesus looked at those stars. Mary would Mm -hmm. have looked out through the stable, like the stable, the stable Mm -hmm. ceiling. And like, maybe there was a hole in the roof and like, she would have been able to see the moon. And during Advent, I think a lot of people, I know I fall into this, we fall into this rat race of liturgical living, or we fall into this, like, I have to do all these things to get ready for Christmas. How can we slow down? Like you said, and really embrace that stillness, embrace that quiet. I think it's a decision that we have to make, especially
1: in the society in which we live. And really asking the Lord to order our priorities of what is most important and what needs to be done, but also what can be set aside or what can be released. And I think that's really important. I ask the Lord to do that all the time for me. Like, Lord, order my loves, order my priorities, order what I'm spending my time and my heart doing. Because as you know, Katie, I mean, we have a million things to do. And and most of those things in the realm of eternity really don't matter. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm never grateful for the time I get frustrated or anxious or like overwhelmed. And I'm always like, okay, Lord, what's happening in my heart there? So I think intentionally staying focused on Christ and not allowing the consumerism of things that come and go to take our hearts away from the most important thing, because Christ desires to be born anew in our lives this year. And that's not just something you say to be pious. It's really true. There's graces that Jesus wants to give us this Christmas that he didn't give us last Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I want my heart to be ready to receive those where I am in my life today and what the Lord is doing in my life. like I don't want to miss them. So it really is intentional. Many times you have to make decisions as a family as to how we're going to guard that time together as a family. How are you going to journey with Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem? And it's we really have to make a decision about that. It won't just happen because we know society won't let that just happen. So we really have to make that a decision in our hearts.
0: Yeah. And like you said, journey with them, drawing near to them. That's the theme of this week in the book, nearness. What does it Mm -hmm. mean to be near the holy family? We have lots of pictures of the holy family in my house and we have A ton of nativity sets up, but like, what does it actually mean to be near the Holy family? Mm -hmm. It is allowing them to come into our heart
1: and allowing ourselves to be in their heart as well. And I love on Wednesday the third week of Advent in the door book that we've been going through, the title is at home with Christ. Mm. And I, I just spend so much time in Bethlehem, in Nazareth with Mary and Joseph and Jesus, just sitting at the table. I've had so many times of prayer just sitting at the kitchen table with them <laughs> and living life with them and holding baby Jesus and sitting mm. in the quiet and being at home. And this is where we watch the marriage of Mary and Joseph unfold, where we watch the tenderness of their love toward Christ, their tenderness toward each other, of how they receive each one of us. And there was, you know, one advent where my spiritual director had me just stay the whole advent at the crib with Mary and Joseph and just asking her to let me hold Jesus. And there were so many times where I didn't feel worthy. Or I was sitting in the corner and just watching Mary's continued attentiveness to my own heart and the places where I felt isolated or I felt rejected or I felt abandoned and just her continual invitation and putting ourselves in our holy imagination in those places of being at home with Christ, of of being near. Because like we were saying about the stars and the sky and the air, like God is always near to us and he's always Mm. so attentive and he's always attending to us and and anticipating our hearts and and welcoming us. And he's never indifferent to our presence. And I think that's one of the biggest lies we believe about ourselves is that somehow God is indifferent to us. Mm. Or that he's indifferent to our suffering. He's indifferent to our desires or our needs or our disappointments or our failures. He's not indifferent, and his heart is to be near us as he is and to allow ourselves to be near him. And he's always near to us. It's just a matter of us saying yes and allowing that nearness to come
0: close. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Sister Miriam James. We wanted to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Hallow the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and all things Christmas. Hallow's an amazing resource for any Christian looking to dive deeper into their prayer life to find more peace and ultimately grow closer to God. It features everything from daily rosaries, Lectio Divina, examines, pray lists for calm and humility, minute meditations for brief moments with God throughout your day, Bible stories read by some of your favorite Catholic speakers, like Father Mark Mary, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi, and me, yours truly. Even though we're over halfway through Advent, you can still pray and meditate with all of the stuff that we've created over on Hallow. And I say we've created because, again, I'm on the app. I read a Bible story. But they've got this incredible exclusive Christmas music from Porter's Gate and The Vigil Project. They have these lovely O Antiphons that have been recorded by Harpa Dei. And they just released their brand new kids' content, Rose Approved, including two kids' Bible stories read by Jen Fulweiler and Mario Lopez. That's right, A.C. Slater is in Hallow. You can get access to Hallow's more than 3,000 audio-guided meditations, including the all-new kids' prayers and exclusive Christmas Bible stories at hallow.com slash aveexplores. All right, back to the conversation with Sister Miriam James Highland. In a COVID world, a lot of us, I think, started to feel that I'm drifting. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the our churches were closed. Maybe it was the there's these other things that I need to concentrate on and those priorities got out of whack. In Advent, especially in Christmas, which secularly it's 24 hours, and then we're just on to the next thing. But yeah. what prevents that nearness from continuing maybe past Advent? And how can we fight against that?
1: hmm That's a good question. I think there's many things that prevent the nearness of allowing ourselves to rest in the Lord. I think a lot of us have places in our hearts that we have yet to discover and that are places of fear for us. And so there's places where we avoid silence. There's places where we avoid intimacy and all of us want to have deep intimacy and yet it terrorizes at the same time. <laughs> so I think all of us have parts of our hearts. It's like the push pull of our hearts where we want it, but we don't where there maybe there's areas of of unhealed trauma in our life, unhealed wounds. And I think also just the inundation of technology, the inundation of the 24-7 news cycle, the inundation of things that the noise from without us, it really has the power to penetrate within us. And so it mitigates against us sinking into the nearness of Christ, because as you know very well, there's nothing that replaces your time with your husband. The face-to-face time that y'all have that is so sacred for your marriage There's nothing that will replace that. There's nothing that replaces our face-to-face time with Christ. There's nothing that does that. And so there's so many things that can get in the way of that. And I think when we see those things in ourselves, just to notice that and to bring that to Lord and say, Lord, I'm really avoiding silence or I'm really putting prayer off. Tell me what's happening in my heart because there's a reason why that's happening. And the more we avoid that or try to pretend it's not there, the bigger it gets. So just to sit with the Lord in honesty and say, Lord, I don't understand my heart here, but if you could share that with me and let me know and give me the courage to step into this place and then make that a priority That, as you know, like in your marriage and life, but first and foremost are are the deepest relationship we'll ever have with Christ. That makes all the difference.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. It goes back to that first point you made of what is the highest priority for me Mm -hmm. in my prayer life, in my marriage, with my children, in my home, what would be that highest priority during a season of Advent? Is it just, I got to put presents under the tree or is it no, like I want my kids to know that Jesus is coming. That's the Mm -hmm. most important thing. What's your favorite little Advent tradition that you'll have in the convent, uh, maybe in your family life, what's one of those things that, you know, Christmas is almost here. This is triggering my brain to realize that. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that when i was a little girl,
1: one of my favorite traditions that we had as a family is we had an Advent calendar where each day we'd open up one of the doors as a little girl. Like, I just love that. I never my, or my mom would get that out. And I think, but for us, even as a kid, but especially now as an adult, I love the Advent wreath and we have a really beautiful one that we put in our chapel. And it's just to see the candles lit during holy hour, to see the candles lit during our liturgy of the hour's For me, I just, I I love the Advent wreath and that's, will always be such a special tradition that we have of watching the candles burn and anticipating the third Sunday and just the pink, the Gaudete and just the coming of the Lord and the white candle in the middle announcing his life and his birth into our lives. And so I love preparing the Advent wreath. I just love watching it lit and just seeing its beauty. Yeah.
0: Hey, kids love it too. It's the, it's a fight over (laughs) who gets to blow the candle out. So this year I found Instagram targeted ads got me. It's an Advent wreath puzzle with like a little wooden candle topper. So it's great. We can put this one on the table with the baby around and also no fighting. The candle is just going to stay lit the whole time. So I've got some real candles for the dining room table. We'll still get to use that there. Sister, where can we follow you? And by the way, I think I'm allowed to preview this. You have a version of this book of a journal coming for Lent. Can you kind Mm -hmm. of tease to us a little bit about what that book's going to be about?
1: Yeah. So for your Lenten journey, I've written a book with Ave Maria Press called Restore. So it rhymes with the door and that's on purpose. So it's a journey of healing into Lent. So it's looking at how the traditional disciplines of prayer, fasting and almsgiving actually lend toward our healing with God, with ourselves and other people. Mm. And it's a very honest and very beautiful journey of a day by day opening of your heart to the Lord and inviting into the deeper healing so that we come out of Lent in new ways transformed. And so I prayed for everybody so deeply while I wrote it and I just hope it's a great blessing. So that'll be
0: available for purchase very soon. It'll be great. And to have those two sitting side-by-side on a shelf, being able to go back and look at our journeys, I think it's a real gift. Thank you for doing that. Where can we follow you, sister, on social media and all the awesome stuff that you do? (laughs) Well, you can check out our community
1: website at salt.net, S-O-L-T.net. And you can find me on Twitter at one groovy nun. That's where you're going to find me. So, awesome.
0: we'll link all that in the show notes. Sister, always a joy to get to visit with you. Thanks for taking so the time. So lovely to see you, friend. Sister Miriam James always puts such great perspective on this concept of Christ drawing near whether it's Christ drawing near to heal us of our wounds Christ drawing near to invite us into his his most sacred heart Christ drawing us near to the idea of the holy family as we are inching ever closer to christmas where christ comes as close to us as imaginable entering into this world as an infant as a helpless little baby Really digging into, in this third week of Advent, digging into the idea of the Lord drawing me near because, well, quite frankly, that's what he knows is good for me. That's what he knows is best for me. Thomas Aquinas, he said this, and we get this word in Father John's reflections, I devoutly adore you, O hidden deity truly hidden beneath these appearances that sometimes the lord is drawing us near to him in hidden moments so maybe this week in this third week of advent as we light that pink candle as we continue to reflect on the book adore where are those hidden moments that the lord is drawing us near to him and how can we lean into them even more As always, we're so grateful that you've listened this week. We hope you stick around for our conclusion of this podcast next week with the author of Adore itself, Father John Burns. We'd love for you to join us for that conversation. We'd also be super grateful if you'd give this podcast a rating and a review. Subscribe, share it with your friends and your family. As always, we're so happy that you've hung out with us today, and we'll see you real soon. Happy Advent. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.